This is your inside look at the Canadian Football League. CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara on the TSN Radio Network. Delivered by Domino's. Visit dominoes.ca today. It is division finals time in the Canadian Football League. Welcome to CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. It's time, folks. The Great Cup is just a week away. Cannot wait. We got a great show for you today. You can follow me on Twitter at AndyMC81. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, we are delivered by Donald's. Perfect for, for playoff time. Right, you're watching the game with the guys, the girls, the fam, whatever. Go get yourself some Domino's pizza. Just go to dominoes.ca. You can choose any medium feast pizza for just $10.99. A little bit more hungry, a little bit hungry. Large pizza, $11.99, four toppings. Phenomenal, can't beat it. You want some sides, you want some pop, dessert, whatever you need. Domino's has it at dominoes.ca. On today's show, from the CFL on TSN, Glenn Suter joins me. He'll be talking about this upcoming slate of games east and west division finals then scott cullen from tsn.ca will go over heroes and zeros from the semis and also hey don't forget it's still fantasy football time on cfl.ca the tsn and cfl fantasy game for playoffs it's adapted we'll get you some cfl fantasy tips from scott cullen along with those heroes and zeros my game picks and then bo levi mitchell from the Calgary Stampeders. Best name in football to me. Behind the helmet. He was on the show earlier in the year. It was fascinating. I thought, hey, you know what? Let's go back and learn about Bo Levi Mitchell. He'll be coming up in the final segment of the show. And you're going to have a chance once again to win some free Domino's pizza. Now, this is open to anybody across Canada, folks. As long as you are Canadian and listening to this program, you can win. So what we'll do is after the show is up Wednesday night. So you check Wednesday night into Thursday. I will have it pinned on my Twitter, at AndyMC81. So my pinned tweet with the show link. Now, I can't be clear about this. I will also tweet out instructions, these same instructions. Do not retweet that. That does not enter you. That does not qualify you. I get There's a million retweets for that. Don't retweet that. If you want to win, you retweet my pinned tweet that has the show link in it. And you also have to follow at AndyMC81 and be following at Domino's Canada to qualify. Winner gets free Domino's pizza. That's it. Simple as that. Let's get to our Twitter show poll here. And I'm keeping it simple this week. Okay. At AndyMC81. Keeping it simple. Who is going to be in the Grey Cup after this weekend? Who's it going to be? Who's going to be in the Grey Cup? So your options. Rough Riders Eskimos. Argonaut Stampeders. Rough Riders Stampeders. Or Eskimos Argonaut. So all the different variations. Which one? Boy, this is razor thin. There is a very slim lead for Rough Riders Eskimos. Then it's Argos Stamps. Then Eskimos Argos and Rough Riders Stampeders in the final there. So you can vote at AndyMC81 in that one. So it, these two matchups I think are going to be phenomenal. They're going to be close. They're going to be exciting. Now, which would be the most intriguing though? Well, let's hear our experts from the CFL panel led by Rod Smith. Yes, it's our first playoff edition of Huddle Up with the Pros, brought to you by GMC. Here are your pros for this week. Jock Climby, Matt Dunnigan, and Milt Stiegel. Jocko, we'll start with you. Saskatchewan's victory over Ottawa. Most impressive performance, Kevin Glenn or Marcus Thigpen? Oh, Kevin Glenn, without a doubt. Ooh. Kevin Glenn, no turnovers, 64% passing. He was very efficient. Thigpen, yeah, had a great game. 
but he was barely touched. Most of his runs, he wasn't even touched on them. Talk about being not, not, not touched. Kevin Glenn sat back. There was no pressure on him and picked <laughs> apart a defense that was dropping eight and nine basically the whole night. I think it was big pen, big time, because this guy, what, made his second start as a pro at running back? Yes. Absolutely phenomenal yes. performance by him. Yes. Established line of scrimmage, helped keep the heat off of Kevin Glenn. I love my little buddy Kevin, but Marcus, like you said, Matt, he hadn't played running back since 2009 when what? he graduated from Indiana. That was the last time he played running back right. and he went out and put up 169 yards nice. that was crazy hey maddie should winnipeg season be considered a disappointment absolutely you did not win the gray cup i don't know anybody <laughs> goes into the foot, football that is season true. disappointment not, if you don't win yeah. i mean i don't care about hosting the first time since 2011 or all the positive things that they did you didn't win that's what you that's what you get paid to do and they had a chance to at least win a game at their home game on their home field mm-hmm. and they couldn't even do that so it's definitely a disappointment but i will say this the edmonton eskimos the first team in cfl history to go on the road with 12 wins so it wasn't like winnipeg was playing against Team Edmonton's, that was an underdog. I bet you Winnipeg was an underdog. Games and investors group field in Winnipeg, guys. Okay, <laughs> now Milt, we're down to the final four. There are four possible Grey Cup matchups here. I'm not asking you for a favorite. Not asking you who you think should win. I just want to know who you think the most intriguing matchup makes up. Deron Carter versus Bo Levi Mitchell. Saskatchewan versus Calgary. You can't do it any better than that. That would be the game that I want to see right there. Those two playing against each other. I got other. Toronto Edmonton. This is a passing league. You got the two best passing quarterbacks in 2017 going head-to-head. And plus, these two guys have found new running games. And they're fabulous. I'd, I'd love to see Edmonton-Saskatchewan. I want to see the first ever crossover team make it. So I have a West-West final. I'd love to see Chris Jones mm. going back wow. up against his nasty. old team. It would be an incredible storyline. Mm. edmonton Sass. Well, the one you left out, the two first-place teams, Calgary and Toronto, that met in 2012. <laughs> By the way, Mark Tressman, in his first year ever in the CFL, made it to the Grey Cup and lost to the Calgary Stampeders. All right, that was the CFL on TSN panel. So Argos and Rough Riders goes first. That's the early game. Kevin Glenn will start, but will he stay in for the whole game? Will we see Brandon Bridge, Chris Jones, that defense, Ricky Ray, can he stay healthy? What? Is James Wilder Jr. going to be able to do? And on the other side, Marcus Thigpen. My goodness. We'll talk more about that with Scott Collin later. But Marcus Thigpen rising from the dead. My goodness. What a game he had at 31 years old. But how about the, the Battle of Alberta? Now, these, these are the two nastiest rivals, I think, in the CFL. Argos and Ticats, obviously, are right up there, too, if not a 1A, 1B situation. But the Battle of Alberta is something special. Stampeders head coach Dave Dickinson spoke to the media and talked about some of the similarities between Calgary and Edmonton. Yeah, it was a good game yesterday. Uh, Edmonton, I thought, played very well. And uh, it's going to be a big challenge for our guys. Uh, I think our guys are excited. We're looking forward to uh, uh, getting into the playoffs and seeing what we can do. They've been one of the best teams the last uh, three, four years. Uh, we've had back and forth games with them almost every time. Uh, we, we have had good success at home and, and uh, tougher on the road. Uh, I think they got great players and uh, they're well coached. Uh, continuity, a lot of good things about their organization. I think our teams match up fairly evenly. I think uh, you look at quarterback play has been solid and uh, leading the way of both teams. And then um, defensive line play is the other thing. I think we have a great D line, but they bring it. So that battle, I believe, quarterbacks, who can play better, and then uh, which defensive line is harassing the other team's quarterback more, I think that can. Uh, certainly dis, uh, determine the outcome of the game. I really think Edmonton just is very sound defensively. I think they do things the right way. They got good players. 
Uh, they added a nice piece with Grimes on the back end. Uh, and then offensively, I, I didn't get into the nuts and bolts of it, but I felt like watching it, they were doing similar stuff. They just got great talent, and uh, they were moving the line of scrimmage. I think with C.J. Gable in there, uh, that gives them just another dimension, another thing that will be tough on us. Uh, special teams has always, in my opinion, had a big impact on any playoff game, as you saw yesterday as well. And, uh, you know, I feel like with Roy out there, hopefully that can be the difference maker for us. I think the fans are ready for a, a heavyweight tilt. I, I know last year in the West Final, I felt uh, it was as, as loud a crowd as we had all year. Uh, and it helped our guys against BC. It really did. I felt like the energy was there. But they've been there all year. Uh, even when it was cold, we had those diehards, and they supported us. Uh, but, yeah, it'd be nice to, to really uh, fill up the building, um, keep everyone warm if it's shoulder to shoulder up there, and, uh, and see what we can do. Uh, I love our team, and I know the community has been supporting us. Uh, so hopefully they come out, and, and, and we can get her done. All right, Dave Dickinson of the Calgary Stampeders. Yeah, that is, that's going to be a beauty. Because you have both teams rolling, right? You have Bo Levi. Now, he's been banged up all year. We've seen what Bo Levi Mitchell can do when healthy. But he's been banged up a lot all year. And you see what C.J. Gable does, changes that defense with Edmonton after they had so many injuries. It's kind of like what James Wilder Jr. did for the Argos. They were an 80-20 passing team when Brandon Whitaker was back there. Nothing against Whitaker. Wilder comes in, changed the landscape. Changed it. Got to play him. Defenses have to respect it. Same with Gable in Edmonton. And for Saskatchewan, that's just a, a plucky group that just keeps going, man. They just keep rolling. And it's not always pretty. You have, you just get, like Chris Jones just fiddles to get it done. If Kevin Glenn is working, boom, you're out. Brandon Bridge is in. If he's not working, okay, we're going to run the ball. We'll flip the wrong Carter, one of the most dynamic playmakers in the league on defense. Who knows? It's unpredictable, and that's what's so fun about it. We're going to take the break on the other side. Glenn Suter from the CFL on TSN still coming up. Scott Cullen and my behind the helmet with Bo Levi Mitchell of the Calgary Stampeders. A lot more coming up here on CFL Weekly, and you're listening across the TSN radio network. Football season is here, and Domino's has you covered. Hungry? Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout deals at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. We have your complete meal, including delicious side dishes and desserts. Check out our $7.99 mix and match offer that has something for everyone, including two two-topping medium pizzas, mouth-watering pasta, amazing chicken wings, bread sides, and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie. See all this and more at dominoes.ca. You're listening to CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, delivered by Domino's on the TSN Radio Network. Welcome back to CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. Get us on Twitter at AndyMC81. And folks, as you know, we are delivered by Domino's. For the big game, you're sitting down, get Domino's.ca. Enjoy it with the guys, the family, whatever. You get a large pizza, $11.99 for Topping side dishes, marble cookie brownie for desserts. Delicious. Domino's.ca. On the line now, friend of show from the CFL on TSN, Mr. Glenn Suter. Glenn, how's it going? Really well. You just made me real hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good deal, man. Like, and, and you know what? Domino's on the radio broadcast for the Grey Cup is going to be the, the first down sponsor. So uh, I, I know you'll be uh, uh, getting even yeah. hungrier. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm ordering a Domino's as soon as we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, Sounding great. Well, yeah. well, Glenn, let's, let's first, before we get into the games here, of course, your, your career 
uh, as a player speaks for itself. As as a player, you look back this time of year, Grey Cup memories. You uh, memories. You won it in 1989. What what is a lot of people can only imagine what it's like to win a major title. Like the majority of the population never gets to experience it. Take take us back, like during the game, before and then after when it sinks in. Oh my gosh, I just won the Grey Cup. You know, I know I'm not sure if it ever really completely sinks in. I I do at times try to. Um, you know, explain to even guys that I play beer league hockey with or, or kids that I've coached in minor hockey or in football at, at, when I speak to young football kids and young football teams. Um, you know, and I, and I say the, the principle to build what uh, a championship team builds doesn't change if you're playing, you know, midget hockey or if you're playing for the Grey Cup championship or the Super Bowl. The principles don't change that – you know, you get to a point through that journey, that season and through the playoffs where you you become a completely unselfish player. You play your role as best you can. And I say that because championship teams have to think that way. Right. You know, I think the common denominator in all championship teams is that they are unselfish, that they they play for each other. And then therefore, when you win it, when you're when you're building in the playoffs, for instance, like this time through the championship, we were preparing for the 16-2 and two Edmonton Eskimos at the time oh. where everyone was saying that this team was going to roll over our 9-9 nine and nine Saskatchewan Rough Riders in 1989. And I, I remember going over my playbook backwards and forwards every single night, getting the sleep and the treatment and everything you needed, but 100% focused every single night because you didn't want to let your teammate down. Right. And so when so when you when you go in there and you actually finally get to hoist that cup, whether it's, you know, Lord Stanley or the Great Cup, which and we're looking at number 105 coming up. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's still a feeling that I haven't been able to justify or, or to to really, um, you know, show how much it meant through words. I just can't. <laughs> um but it, it, it really is that we came together, we played for each other, we played for the province and the city we represent, and, uh, you know, that's what you do it for. That's, that's, it's, it's the validation of years and years of hard work and, and sort of just saying it did pay off. All those times when self-doubt crawls into your mind, when you get to the pinnacle and you hoist the championship cup, you think that's what it was about. That's wow. what it was for. That's why I committed myself. And it's just, it. words do not, you know, do not bring it justice. That's amazing, Glenn. Wow. Yeah, I, I got chills <laughs> hearing that. That's right. But, but you know what? That we're, we're at that time of year for, for these four teams, for the four remaining teams, right? You got Saskatchewan, Toronto, Edmonton, Calgary. You'll be calling the, the Edmonton and Calgary game. Before we get mm-hmm. to that one, Let's take a quick look back because I want to give some major props to Matt Nichols. Like it came out, he was playing with a broken finger, the injuries that Blue Bombers team had to overcome, and and the game Matt Nichols had. And, and Glenn, coming into this year, it was a question: Well, what what is Matt Nichols? Is he the guy? Is he a game manager? What is he? Uh, to me, anyway, like he's he put out a man's man's effort this this season, and I think Winnipeg has their franchise quarterback. What about you? I couldn't agree more. I I think that's exactly what they have. 
not only that, they have one of the great leaders. He he leads differently than Mike Riley. Hmm. He leads differently than Ricky Ray. In fact, he's probably somewhere in the middle. You know, an unassuming, um, quite quiet leader, but leads by example. Didn't say anything about the severity of the injury to his hand. Didn't didn't say for three four weeks that it was broken and he was playing through that on your passing hand and then had the really bad calf on his left leg for the last couple of weeks of the season and then into, uh, you know, the playoff game. So I guarantee you his teammates, again, going back to that feeling of, of playing for each other, they know that their franchise player put it on the line, sacrificed, did not bring any attention to himself, and just went out and gutted it out and yeah. played very, very well in a losing effort to Edmonton. But, you know, he, he played well and he left it out there. And, and I tell you what, they've got, their, they've got their franchise player. They've got a great leader. They've got a quarterback, if he stays healthy, that can win a great cup for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and they're due. <laughs> they're yeah. due. It's yeah. been a long drought. Yeah, I'm with you. In conversation with the CFL and TSN's Glenn Suter. So, Let's get to the West final here. Edmonton, Calgary, like Glenn, Battle of Alberta. What more do you want, right? Like Sunday Sunday afternoon, Battle of Alberta. And let's begin with the Edmonton Eskimos. Like what a, a weird year, that epic winning streak. Then you drop six, then you win six more. Like overcoming all those injuries. When you compare these two teams, like I'm not sure which way to go. Like this is, I, I, I don't know which, which way to pick right now. Yeah. Well, I, I think yeah, and I was going to say yeah, that's that's the thing. Winnipeg's going to have to wait another year, but yeah. they are they are due. But yeah, this this Western final, I hey, um, I, I think you look at all four teams here. You're looking at a pick 'em across the board. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have a favorite, um, not a strong favorite in the in the finals this year in the in the final four. Um, last year, the Calgary Stampeders, 15 wins, were heavy favorites. Yeah, and obviously were upset by Ottawa in the Cup, but this year. You know, I with based on the way Calgary played over the last three, four weeks, and I know they've wrapped up first place, and that's different. But you, you know, it just they became a good team, not great. And now the the theory as to whether or not an athlete or a team or both together can just flip a switch when they have to, that discussion and that theory will be tested yeah. in this Western final because that's what. Calgary's thinking right now they're thinking hey we're a way better team than this we're a way better team than we've shown over the last month and now we'll flip the switch because now it's playoff time the question is can they do that I mean that's to get to the level of intensity and speed of a playoff game I mean the question is can you just flip the switch it'll be tested and and I think that's what's intriguing about this West final other than the matchup of Tremendous talent on offense for Edmonton with with Mike Riley, the, the great receivers they have, and C.J. Gable against a Calgary defense that a month ago I said on the radio station in Calgary, and I, and I believe it today, that a month ago they were the most dominant defense that I had seen in the 20 years I've been covering CFL football really? for TSN. Uh, top to bottom from their D-line to their linebacking core and Alex Singleton to their secondary I thought the most well-rounded, dominant defense I've seen in the last 21 years. And there's been some good ones, so that's, that's high praise. Yeah. And, then, and then I watched them 
play softer, not play Alex Singleton through the last month very much. Like he played a quarter here, a quarter there. Uh, Ja'Gara Davis sat out. So uh, if there is a switch that can be hit here, it'll probably be on the defensive side because that just is about desire and flying around to the ball, really. But um, but we'll see. It'll be tested. It's going to be tested this weekend. So, Glenn, for Calgary's side, there's obviously, I'm sure, the whole season of that unfinished business feel. We, As you said, they were the favorites. They came up short. They were upset. They were up at – really, in a sense, they they were – they had it taken out of their hands. They they were mm-hmm. had it completely taken out of their hands. To have that storyline carry in with them all season, as a former player, like, does that – and not necessarily that you went through something exactly like that, but but to have, have that, that chip on your shoulder, how, how much does that carry – when it comes to playoff time, can, can that be enough? Because you hear, like, we talk about it in the media enough, right? But does it actually do mm-hmm. anything? They've thought about that, certainly for the first half of the year. And when mm-hmm. they went through their winning streak, I'm not even sure how many games total it was. I don't have that right in front of me. But they, when they went through that long winning streak, um, you know, throughout the first two-thirds of the year, you can bet that that was on their back of their mind. I'm not sure it's as big a factor now. I think right now they're thinking that they're not being talked about as favorites. Hmm. They're being talked about in in some cases in this Battle of Alberta in the West Final as the underdog going into Edmonton. Okay. And and that's a and that's a different fuel for the fire, if you will, because now they're saying, wait a minute. We were the first place team locked up a month ago, 13 wins could have been more had we not locked it up so early and we're the underdogs going in to get against a team that finished third, not second in the division. Hmm. So they might try to twist that, but Hey, you know, Andy, in this game and in the, and at this level, and especially with football, uh, you grab on anything you can to give you that chip on your shoulders so that you have a little bit more of an edge going in to that to that playoff game. You know, it's, you hope that people tell you you can't because a professional <laughs> athlete, the moment you say you can't, he's going to try and prove you wrong. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Then it's, all right, I'll show you. I'll show you. Let's well, show you, yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to be a great game. Yeah, uh, the West Final kickoff, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. You and Chris Cuthbert will have the call. Glenn, thank you so much. Always a pleasure chatting. Thanks, Eddie. Anytime. All right. That was Glenn Suter from the CFL on TSN. After the break, TSN.ca Scott Cullen joins me. We'll go through some heroes and zeros from the semifinals and some CFL fantasy tips as well. A lot more coming up, including Behind the Helmet with Bo Levi Mitchell here on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. This is your inside look at the Canadian Football League. CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara on the TSN Radio Network, delivered by Domino's. Visit dominoes.ca today. Welcome back to CFL Weekly. You're listening on the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. Make sure to get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. Folks, as you know, we are delivered by Domino's. Perfect for playoff time. Perfect for any time. But if you're watching the big game, Go to dominoes.ca. You can get any size medium feast pizza, just $10.99. Any type of, of feast pizza, $10.99. Or a large four topping, $11.99. They have the side dishes, desserts, whatever you need, dominoes.ca. Okay, let's check out some heroes and zeros and some CFL fantasy talk with our own TSN.ca's Scott Cullen. Scotty, how's it going? Awesome. How are you, Andy? I'm doing well, sir. So, hey, quite the uh, quite the semifinals we had Last weekend. Oh, 
Like, especially the West, you had Edmonton 39-32 over Winnipeg, and I said it off the top. Scotty, we, at the top of the year, said, well, we're not quite sure what Matt Nichols is. Dude played with a broken <laughs> finger. Like, that, you know, that has that franchise quarterback written all over it to me. That guy's tough as nails. Yeah, yeah, and it was a productive game for him, too. Like, yeah. I'm... Uh, I, I didn't uh, confer hero status on, on Matt Nichols, but his he he pr- produced you know like you would, like you would expect somebody to um, you know going into a big playoff game and he did it with a broken finger like that's you know I I'm I think that's the kind of thing that earns you a lot of respect um, yeah, yeah. you know both from around the league and from your teammates and um, you know it's too bad that, too bad that they didn't win but I think we've seen over the course of this year that Matt Nichols. Um, has, has sort of earned his place as a starter in the league, and I, I'm not sure I would have said that uh, at the start of the year. No, 100% no, and we've come the full journey, Scotty, from starting at the beginning of the season of saying, all right, well, this is his first full training camp as a starter, as the guy, how is it going to play out? And as it has gone on, he developed, he grew, he played hurt, and he put up some big numbers for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They got their quarterback. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, and you know what, and and that's the one thing you can take away. Yeah, you lost uh, in a playoff game, but um, in a league where having your quarterback is so important, oh. um, I think you know you, you can at least take that away from this season. Is that yes, you've got uh, a legit starting quarterback, and you know a guy who didn't turn the ball over very much this year. I think threw eighty interceptions all year. Like that's uh, that's something you can build on. And so um, I'm sure they're disappointed to have lost, but uh, you know you, you'll take the you'll take the long-term gain of having a, a legit starting quarterback. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And then you complement that with uh, with Andrew Harris. Uh, so Edmonton won that game, of course. So, Scotty, who's your who's your hero? Let's get to a couple of heroes here. I've pulled out three heroes for this weekend. My, my first hero is Marcus Thigpen mm. because a uh, guy hasn't played in the league since 2011 uh, <laughs> and had like 32 yards rushing during the regular season and then goes out for 169 yards and a touchdown. Um, that's that get you hero status to kind of come yeah. from nowhere and, and do that. Or, or I shouldn't say nowhere. I should say NFL practice squads. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, he, he comes in and has a huge uh, game for Saskatchewan. Now Saskatchewan, as we've seen this year, they've had, you know, multiple guys have been able to run the ball for them. Even Trent Richardson mm-hmm. um, had right. some success, right? But uh, so Marcus Thigpen uh, is one of my heroes. And then uh, back to the Edmonton uh, game, CJ Gable, uh, 144 yards and two yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, and Brandon Zilstra with 156 and a touchdown. Um, Zilstra, you know, from the start of the year was was always one of my favorites uh, because he was really uh, inexpensively priced for the CFL fantasy game early on. Uh, and I think I think this past weekend was about his 12th 100-yard game of the year. Like he's just, huh. um, you know, so reliable, so consistent. Uh, and um, you know, CJ Gable, we, we've talked about him. You know, the move from Hamilton to Edmonton, he's been. Uh, I don't want to say a savior for Edmonton, but he's really picked up that running game for them. I mean, they 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 went through a bunch of running backs early in the year with injuries and so on. But the trade for Gable, I think, really um, you know stepped up things for that Eskimos offense. Yeah, hundred percent agree, Scotty. Because when you looked at how that team was was built, right, it was supposed to be in the same vein as Calgary and Winnipeg. You have good to great quarterback, phenomenal running game. You get the true complement, and you go from there. And that's been the recipe for Calgary in Winnipeg all season long. It was for Edmonton. Then they got down to, what, LaFrance. And then after him, it just kept getting like, it kept, just who is going to play in the backfield? C.J. Gable comes in, suffered a whole bunch of injuries, uh, couldn't stay on the field too much 
in Hamilton during his time there, but also was not used. And he has shown when given the chance, he can be a big play game changer. And he did it. He, he, he showed it when he, uh, in, in that East fi- in, in the semifinal there. Yeah. And this is, uh, you know, this is, uh, I think what makes Edmonton really dangerous coming into the, this coming weekend against Calgary is that um, I, I think if the running game wasn't so secure, you'd, you'd feel like, okay, well, Calgary can kind of focus their attention on, on uh, the, the passing game and, and, you know, force whoever it is running the ball to beat them. But I think the way Gable has been running, uh, you can't just come in with that kind of approach no. because Gable will, you know, he'll steamroll them. And, and so I think, you know, that, that's going to put pressure on Calgary to kind of respect all facets of the game. So, you know, this is, you know, the Edmonton started the year so fast, right? Won seven in a row, then mm-hmm. they lost six in a row. And now with last week's win, they've won six in a row. Um, <laughs> what a weird year. You know, when, when, yeah, really weird. But when they had lost six in a row in the middle of the season, I, you know, I was still thinking, look, there's a lot of talent here. Um, but I think Gable just kind of lifted them up over the top. Like, and so, yeah, now I think, you know, they're going to, they're going to give Calgary all they can handle. Yeah, and again, when you have that compliment, and for Toronto, they evolved into this too once James Wilder came in. It forces defenses to stay honest, right? It you cannot yeah. you cannot just lay back and play zone and know that they're not going to run the ball. You have to keep people up front. You have to at some point try to stack the box, which opens up the passing game. And when you have weapons like Mike Riley has and can do what he can do, well, that's why you get a, a twenty three of thirty three, three hundred thirty four passing yards, three touchdown performance in the West Semis. Yeah, and and that's that's exactly you know the the reason that Toronto you know should hold out some hope and optimism coming into their playoff because you know I think Wilder adds a whole new dimension for them. Oh yeah, you know, that 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 he opens up the field for Ricky Ray and um and you know we've talked many times this year about what the the key for the Argos is keeping Ricky Ray upright. You know that right. you, you need you. You can't have teams teeing off on him back there because you know he's an older quarterback. He's not terribly mobile. Um, you know, you, you need something to keep the pressure off him, and, and having a running back who can put up uh, big numbers and, and break big plays uh, is one way to do that. And, and I think, kind of in the second half of the season, especially once Wilder really was given an opportunity, um, you know, that's what we got to see. So, um, and it may, I don't know if this is necessarily a new model for for the CFL, but I think it's. Um, you know the teams that are doing it right. They're finding that uh, you know you, you obviously have to have a, a strong quarterback and a, and a uh, potent passing attack, but to to really kind of maximize it, uh, you need somebody you can count on to run the ball too. Right, and as you said, we've seen the teams that are doing that. Well, they're in the playoffs. So uh, before we get to the zeros here, Scotty, let's go back to Marcus Thigpen for a sec because you you talk about yeah. the you talk about the, the the balance having the quarterback and the running game. And Saskatchewan has been such a fascinating case study this year. Started off slow. The defense came on strong first. They were winning games. Kevin Glenn popped a few times as he does. Then he was terrible. Then it was back and forth with him and Brandon Bridge. <laughs> and now rushing, you got – are we really going to rely on, on 31-year-old Marcus Thigpen to, to be that balanced attack? Like that was a great, you know – effort there but i don't know if we can rely mm-hmm. on him to do it that again this weekend in toronto well that's the thing you know that you know we see this monster game at a, at a big pen do you trust that it happens you know for a second straight week right. yeah, i mean i yeah. suppose it's possible but i if, if we're talking on on the scale of whether it's likely or not i have to i have to say it's probably not yeah um but but you know who knows like coming into the um you know 
when when the Rough Riders brought in Trent Richardson, I was like, well, I'm, I'd be interested to see how it goes, but I really didn't expect a whole lot. Right. But he was Trent Richardson was pretty productive. Um, you know, when he was given the chance to run the ball. So, um, you know, may, maybe it doesn't matter so much who is running the ball for Saskatchewan, that they create enough holes that, um, you know, they, they can just kind of plug somebody in and get some production. But, uh, yeah, if I if I have to guess for the coming week, I, I would probably be inclined to um, expect that, that Thigpen can't duplicate what he did last week, that's for sure. Yeah, be a little cautious. In conversation with TSN.ca, Scott Cullen on Twitter, at TSN Scott Cullen. All right, a, a zero or two, Scotty. Who do you have from uh, from last week? I, I'm pulling some receivers here. Oh. I mean, I guess we, we had a couple of running backs that were heroes. Uh, so some of the most productive receivers in the league did not have productive games this past week. Greg Ellingson, for one. Yeah. Uh, four catches for 52 yards. Um, you know, I think he was the fourth uh, leading receiver this year and had a dozen touchdowns during the regular season. Um, and, you know, even though Trevor Harris threw for 450 yards uh, last week, Ellington managed just 52 yards of it. And so um, that, that, that one counts as a zero for him. And then I'm taking a couple guys from Saskatchewan, even in a winning effort. Um, and Naman Roosevelt and uh, Deron Carter uh, had 55 and 51 yards, respectively, no touchdowns. Um, they were 10th and 11th. Uh, in the league in receiving yards this year. Um, and, you know, like Carter finished 10th and you know, spent a couple of games where he was basically playing cornerback and hardly hardly uh, running pass routes. So, um, you know, those are big play guys who uh, didn't have to, I guess, play big uh, big roles offensively for Saskatchewan to win. But, you know, if you're, if you're diving in on fantasy, it doesn't do you much good if a guy ends up with 50 yards and no touchdowns, um, you know, from a big play type receiver. No, back to defense, Carter. Get back. Other side of the ball. <laughs> Other side of the ball. <laughs> Who knows? It might happen. I don't know. Uh, okay, Sky. Yeah. Let's let's go. To, <laughs> let's go to uh, some fantasy here because on TSN uh, on CFL.ca the TSN fantasy game got rebooted for the playoffs. Yep. We talked with Max uh, Rosenberg last week from CFL.ca to kind of tee up the the format. So what they've done is they've shrunk the roster and the salary cap. So it's 30,000 bucks. Now one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, a flex spot and a defense. So let's do a little roster here, Scotty. So who are, who are you thinking? You got, you got Mike Riley, the accustomed 14,000 bucks. Now that's half your, that's half your budget right there. If you go with Riley, that, that is, that is a big one to oh. swallow. Now, I mean, look, I understand why he's priced that way. He's the he's the you know if your first choice if you if you're just picking a quarterback of the of the guys who are left. Um, I'm I'm probably more inclined to like go Ricky Ray. Right, right. Um, in the ten thousand range, um, but yeah, that's a that's a tough one to to put all that money on Riley. And that and I mean, look like that as you move down, like Kevin Glenn. You know, we've seen big games from Kevin Glenn this year, and we've seen dud games from Kevin Glenn this year. It, it's really tough to you know, kind of pin your playoff hopes on that. Well, yeah. Right? You'd like somebody who, who you can kind of count on that's at least going to be productive, uh, you know, win or lose kind of thing. And, and so I'm, I, I would be avoiding Kevin Glenn and then Bo Levi Mitchell, I really don't know what to make of. Um, right. I, I think he's been hurt for a substantial part of this season and the numbers aren't, aren't near what they were last year. So, you know, you could save some money and, and hope that Bo Levi Mitchell can get it done. But I'm, uh, I'm, I think I'm going to go with Ricky Ray because he's, um, even in a losing effort, I would expect, uh, if he does happen to lose, uh, that I would expect him to be able to put up numbers. Right. And, and yeah, with Saskatchewan, could be Kevin Glenn, could be Brandon Bridge, could be both. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> never know. Never know. Okay, let's roll here, Scotty. We got uh, running back, C.J. Gable, top price guy there, over 8300 bucks. Wilder after him. And then you really dip down 
Um, you got a whole bunch of medical <laughs> medical alerts. Yeah, and Roy Fitch. Yeah, there's and a lot, lot of uh, <laughs> yeah medical notations on the on the running back roster. I'm I'm having a hard time avoiding um, Wilder. Yeah. the The question is the question is um, you know whether you, you want to take Wilder. Um, at that at that price because you know it's it's not it's not the price of Gable but it's you know pretty close you're mm-hmm. you're up in the uh, pretty high numbers uh, for that position um, or do you want to try and find a bargain and uh, I'm I think I'm inclined to just take Wilder and uh, you know I'll look for my bargains at receiver I suppose so for and that's where we go next because we're down to eleven thousand eight hundred eighty one <laughs> bucks and we got three spots left. <laughs> well, it's three spots if you fill them all. Andy. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. If you fill them all, that's that's true. So you can go name it yeah. Roosevelt. Is he going to bounce back? You know. I, I, I've I've as the regular season was was winding down in in, in the uh, main TSN pool there. I, there were a few more weeks where I was starting to uh, skip out on defense, and I and I might might end up doing that uh, for this <laughs> week too. I'm not sure. Um, for yeah, for wide receiver and flex, like and, and now here's the thing: I, as I've I've gone through this, you know, a dozen times trying to to fill the roster, and and the pricing is is just so that that I can't quite get, you know, the guys that I want, even in a uh, even if I skip out on on D, like I couldn't add Zilstra and whoever I would like to get at flex. So right. I have to have to look elsewhere, and so uh, I think I I might go to like Darius Bowman. Okay, that receiver. Yeah, I like um, that. You know, you save a few thousand dollars. He, he hasn't been as productive, you know, obviously this year. Uh, but later in the year, he was a little bit more of a factor. Um, and you know, I, like I say, I, I, he's not going to. Uh, he's not as appealing as Zilstra, but but uh, I do think. Uh, you know, for the price, it's not not a bad play there. No, uh, Scotty, we're up against the clock, so uh, people, can, you all know right. what, you know what, people, you can figure out the rest yourself. All right, we <laughs> we, we got you pretty close. Flex and D, uh, and and again, as you said, Scott, you don't have to pick the defense. That's the that's the difference. You don't have to pick the D. So, um, good luck to everybody there, Scotty. Enjoy the games. We'll uh, we'll do it again for the the Grey Cup special next week. Awesome, sounds great. Thank you, Andy. That was TSN.ca Scott Cullen. I must follow on Twitter at TSN Scott Cullen. We'll take the break on the other side. Don't want to miss this behind the helmet with Bo Levi Mitchell. Best name in football. Bo Levi Mitchell from the Calgary Stampeders as we spoke to him earlier in the year. Get to know Bo Levi next on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Football season is here and Domino's has you covered. Hungry? Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carry out deals at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. We have your complete meal including delicious side dishes and desserts. Check out our $7.99 mix and match offer that has something for everyone including two two-topping medium pizzas, mouth-watering pasta, amazing chicken wings, bread sides, and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie. See all this and more at dominoes.ca. You're listening to CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, delivered by Domino's on the TSN Radio Network. Back to wrap up another edition of CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara on Twitter at AndyMC81. And guys, as you know, delivered by Domino's. Domino's.ca. The side dish is phenomenal. I talk about the pizza all the time, but the side dish, the pasta, the breads, the for dessert, the marbled cookie brownies, of course, right now, $10.99 any medium feast pizza you want 
and all different coupons and deals and etc. on dominoes.ca on Twitter at Domino's Canada. So speaking of at Domino's Canada on Twitter, don't forget at the end of the show, okay, I'm going to post. So Wednesday night, I'm going to post on my Twitter at AndyMC81. I'm going to pin the tweet with this show link. So if you missed any of it, you can get it on iTunes, SoundCloud, but also the link will be on Twitter through the tsn1050.ca show page. And, and really, wherever you're listening, whichever TSN radio station, on the show page section, you'll see a CFL Weekly page with my beautiful mug on it. But what you do is retweet my pin tweet with the show link. Then make sure you're following at AndyMC81 at Domino's Canada. You do that, you'll be entered to win Domino's Pizza Prize. So make sure you do that. Follow at AndyMC81 at Domino's Canada and... Uh, then retweet my pinned tweet with the show link to win the Domino's Pizza Prize. Okay, to tease it all show, I chatted with this guy earlier in the year, Bo Levi, Bo Levi Mitchell, quarterback for the Calgary Stampeders, as they welcome in the Edmonton Eskimos, spoke with them earlier. It's behind the helmet. Let's get to know Bo Levi Mitchell. Very interesting guy. Here we go. Now in his sixth CFL season, he's a six foot two gunslinger out of Katy, Texas, and has spent his entire career with the Calgary Stampeders quarterback, Bo Levi Mitchell. Bo, how's it going? Hey, Andy, it's going good, man. Appreciate you having me on today. Oh, thank you. Listen, so behind the helmet, it's so CFL fans can get to know you better. So we're gonna we're gonna hit you with some heavy ones here, brother. You ready? <laughs> Sounds good. Let's hear it. All right. So what do you like to do in your downtime, a hobby besides studying game film? Besides studying game yeah. film, um, ping pong. Ping pong? Um, yeah, I actually bought my house uh, mainly for this reason. I uh, went upstairs and there was a huge entertainment room. And the wife was like, yeah, I could definitely see us putting like a big TV, some couches in here, or maybe like a love seat. and be like a cool little movie room. I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> and the moment we bought the house, I bought a ping pong table. Yes. Professional, tournament style, <laughs> put it up there. Um, so there's already some holes in the walls and whatnot from, from a couple of rackets. Ping pong is definitely uh, my go-to thing. Are you any good or are you just like kind of slamming? Oh, well, I'm good. I'll challenge anybody. Really? <laughs> yeah. That could be a nice off-season tournament. Okay. Anything else you'd like in your game room or have in your game room? N64. N64. So old school. Oh. So I know, I know, yeah, all yes. the cool, you know, new video games, like the Wii U and all those kind of things, you know, PS4, Xbox, obviously. But, I mean, it doesn't get better than the classic game. So it's, it's it, I got Mario Kart, 007, NFL Blitz, some classic games that, you know, whenever the buzz are over, just, you know, grab a grab a beverage, go downstairs and kind of reminisce <laughs> from the old days. You know what's funny? I actually set up my own N64 about two months ago. I'm not even kidding. Instead of NFL Blitz, I have um, Quarterback Club 99 with Brett yep. Favre on the cover. So that was it's a beauty, Brett too. Brett Favre on the front. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah. popular one. Favorite sports movie all time. Man, that's so tough. It is. Serious ones, and then there's funny ones. So right. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you one or two. Funny ones is Semi-Pro, the basketball movie with Will Ferrell. Serious movie baseball i'm gonna go field of dreams yeah yeah gonna have to and then football i'll say any given sunday yeah you can't go wrong that what about draft day did you ever see that one no joke i just watched it yesterday did you really <laughs> well, i love yeah, it. I've seen it multiple times but i'm a netflix guy so if i'm if i'm not watching film or something i'm, I'm sitting here just watching some movies and whatnot and it was one of the ones that popped up yesterday so i'm a browns fan so i'm skewed Towards liking the film, but did you did you like it overall? Is it going to hold up? Oh yeah, I think it'll be one of those. I mean, it's a very insightful movie on the actual process. So yeah. I think that's very cool. I mean, it's hard to hold somebody's attention that long and not have 
any real gameplay in it. You right, know what I mean? I right. think that's, that's one of the beautiful things about any given Sunday. The gameplay looks a lot more real compared to um, replacements and you know yeah, other other yeah. movies out there that if you're a football player or you're a sports person, it doesn't look that real to you. So I think draft day, going inside the GM's office, and this is what they go through. And we right. all think they're just sitting there with the first pick, just waiting and waiting and <laughs> waiting, and they know, they know who they're picking. I mean, yeah, draft day is a good movie, man. It's a pretty cool idea. Uh, which quarterback did you look up to growing up? Drew Brees was a big one, hmm. uh, ma- mainly because of height tearing down the, the stereotypes and whatnot. But Kurt Warner was a big guy. He threw the glove on a lot, came from the AFL, made his way to the NFL, and, and was a household name once he got there and, and obviously did a lot of great things. Um, it didn't hurt that as a kid I was a Rams fan until the Texans came to Houston. Oh. Uh, I was a Rams fan growing up. So Falk, you know, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, uh, that was a, a fun team to watch. Sure, sure. Now, you mentioned Texas. So you're from Katy, Texas. So I got a couple – uh, Texas questions for you, Bo. Okay, so we'll we'll, we'll see how well you know your state. Uh, <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> what is the official Texas state bird? Oh, the state bird. Um, man, is it? I mean, it's not the bald eagle. That's the entire United States. Yeah, that's America. Um, shoot, I want to say. Gosh, for some reason, a blue jay is the only thing that comes to my head. It, <laughs> no, I, I don't think that's right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, it's a northern mockingbird. That's tough. That's a tough one. That's insane. That's, I've yeah. never seen them in my life. Yeah, now when you go back home, you'll see it all the time. Uh, official Texas state animal. So not a bird, but state animal. That's even a thing? Yeah, apparently, <laughs> I, I, I Googled state. Texas stuff and it popped up. A state animal. Oh, state wow. animal. Uh, it's it's has four uh, four legs. It's it's yeah, I'm gonna, short. I'm gonna say a longhorn. Oh, you know what? It's an armadillo. Oh god! It's an armadillo. Yeah, <laughs> longhorn would make more sense. It makes, to me. it makes a lot of sense if you think about old school Texas. Yeah, yeah, old school. Yeah, yeah. And and last Texas one uh, official state flower. That's a thing too. <laughs> um, blue bonnet. Oh yes. Ding, ding, yeah. blue bonnet, beautiful. I, I had a pretty good feeling on that one, yeah. <laughs> one, I think uh, in my elementary, blue bonnets were like a really big deal, and I think that's why. Uh, okay, finish strong, beautiful. And last yeah. one for you here, um, favorite thing about playing in Calgary and for the Stampeders? Ooh, man, um, that's not easy. Favorite thing about playing in Calgary for the Stampeders? Yeah. I mean, the cliche answer and, and the truth Um that you're going to get from 90% athlete is our fans. Yep, sure. You know, just they they have they don't get enough credit. I mean, we're, we're yeah, we're not Sask. You know, we're not uh, you know putting thirty thousand in there every single every single game. But we have some really loyal fans that love us. And then um, if you follow me on Twitter, they definitely stick up for you with somebody yeah. else talking bad about you. <laughs> so uh, yeah, man, I, I definitely say the fans. Excellent. And, and Bo, give your Twitter a plug. You mentioned that. Uh, just at Bo Levi Mitchell, just my name. Perfect. All right, Bo, yeah. thank you so much. It was a lot of fun, and uh, good luck this week and the rest of the season. Hey, appreciate it, Andy, man. You have a good one. All right, that was Bo Levi Mitchell. Big thanks to him, and uh, now game pick time, folks. Okay, winners today, or winners Sunday, go to the Grey Cup. Winners go to the Grey Cup. Argos hosting Saskatchewan. This is so t- without Without having the solidified quarterback situation, Kevin Glenn, but it could be Brandon Bridge and back and forth and the running game. They've overcome Marcus Thigpen. Is, is he the answer after a slew of injuries in the backfield? I'm going to go with the stable quarterback situation. Saskatchewan, has they have overcome a lot, and it would not surprise me if they advance. I'll say at home, Argonauts 
are going to the 105th Grey Cup. And then Battle of Edmonton, or Battle of Alberta. This is a pick em. Edmonton and Calgary. Uh, I can't wait for this game. The East Final, 1 p.m. Eastern on TSN, 4.30 p.m. Eastern for the West Final. Eskimos, Stampeders, this is going to be a, a drag-em-out brawl, I think. And I hope it's a shootout. The history between these two teams at home and Edmonton. I think Edmonton has overcome, and we've talked about that seven-game win streak, then the big losing streak, then another win streak. Calgary, though, this is a team I think of destiny. They're ready. Calgary Stampeders, Toronto Argonauts are going to be in the Grey Cup, and you can vote on Twitter on the Twitter poll at AndyMC81 as well. Uh, which matchup you think it's going to be? Right now, leading the way, slim margin, Argonauts Stampeders, as I said, is in first place on that Twitter poll. So check it out, guys. Enjoy the games, and we will be back for the Grey Cup edition next week on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network.